Oh, you really came back. Oh my God, thank you. Because I was a little worried I was just out here talking to the ether. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I host a weekly virtual happy hour, and I'm going to invite you to it to say thank you for coming back and listening to the podcast. I have been doing this since we started this stay in the house COVID-19 social distancing thing, and I'm going to keep logging into Zoom to commiserate with my fellow instructional designers. We have been getting together once a week to talk about our careers, sip some wine, and laugh. It's been a really great time, and I'm so thankful for those connections. If you are willing to join us, you can find out when and where by subscribing to my newsletter. You can find the link in my show notes or in the show description. Okay, let's get started with the show. Welcome back to I'm New Here, a podcast for new instructional designers and e-learning developers. In this episode, we're building upon what you learned in the first show and getting more in-depth about what an instructional designer does. Now remember, you already have access to the first three episodes available wherever you listen to podcasts and on my website, nylalxd.com. And new episodes are going to be uploaded every Monday. If you have a question you want answered on the show, you can send me an email to the new here show at gmail.com. That's the new here show at gmail.com. Now back to episode one, where we defined what instructional design is. We talked a little bit about what instructional designers do. I introduced learning experience design to you and I assigned you some homework. Ah, bet you thought I forgot. Well, I didn't. And I hope you didn't either. I asked you to take a look at some job descriptions. Did you do it? What are some of the things you noticed? Maybe you saw some job posts with wildly different responsibilities, or maybe you weren't clear what department was posting the job. As you have seen, those of you who actually did the assignment at least, instructional designer, quote unquote, has come to represent a wide array of job tasks and responsibilities. So, Let's talk about what an instructional designer does and how your job title might affect those responsibilities. Honestly, if you ask one ID what they do at their job, it may be a totally different explanation and have different responsibilities from some other person you may ask. Some of that might be due to the needs of the organization, and in some cases it's because the hiring manager isn't sure what they need themselves out of an instructional designer, but honestly that's another topic for another time. So let's start by breaking down the different types of instructional designers. First, you have your corporate IDs and your higher ed IDs. For the purposes of this discussion, I'm not going to be talking about K-12. That's kind of another discipline. So we're just talking about universities, colleges, and higher, and then corporate, your big organizations, your Googles, your Facebook, your, your oil and gas, all those different types of corporate entities. If you end up being a corporate instructional designer, your role will probably look something like this. You'll work with subject matter experts or technical instructors, and you will work together to close performance gaps in the organization. Ultimately, profit is the bottom line here. That's something people are afraid to say sometimes, but everything you do has to lead back to that bottom line, to the profit. So that's why in corporate, you really are going to be talking more about performance skills, closing those performance gaps. And transformational learning is key to doing this. 
Project timelines are short, processes are locked in place, and the use of rapid e-learning authoring tools are a key skill because getting something to your audience quickly is going to be important because again, profit is relying on the fact that this performance gap needs to be closed. Now, when we go to the other side of being an ID, which is higher ed, there are some overlaps. Our Venn diagram definitely has some information in the middle there, but on the other side, in higher ed, you're probably going to be serving more as a support uh, to instructors rather than a consultant to somebody trying to convert learning uh, or create a totally new class. You're working with people who are teachers themselves, facilitators. You're going to be spending a lot of your time in meetings and helping faculty members craft and convert face-to-face -face courses into online offerings or just perfecting a face-to-face -face course for them. They may also need help maintaining their existing courses. So again, you're serving as support versus a full consulting role, uh, which is what it will look like in the corporate world. So let's go back to the corporate instructional designer and what they might be expected to do. So corporate instructional design is going to be broken down even further into an internal consultant versus an external consultant. Let's start with internal. So that just means that you are working within an organization, maybe at an HR department, um, uh, IT department, you're working there to support that company's own employees and end customers. So you may be in learning and development for Facebook or Apple or some oil and gas company. On the other hand, you have an external consultant who might be working for vendors who are contracted by these larger companies to develop specific e-learning for uh, their clients. Okay, so at an external vendor, your instructional designers there are more likely to have differentiated roles. So there might be somebody who's specifically responsible for storyboarding. Someone else is the graphic designer. Someone else is the instructional designer. It's a little more segmented. Internally, you're probably going to be wearing all those hats as one person. I know in my last corporate job, I edited video. I did graphics, I developed the course, I did my own storyboards, I did everything. So, and sometimes I had to do a little LMS administration too, and some program evaluation. So when you're an external vendor, some of those responsibilities go to your client. When you're working internally as a consultant, all or most or a lot of those responsibilities will be yours. Okay, there's one last piece to this puzzle. And it's something I didn't understand when I first started it in my ID career. So a lot of instructional design jobs are project-based. And because of that, you'll see in a lot of job postings, whether they're internal, external, corporate, or higher ed, that they are contract positions and not permanent. Meaning that you will be brought on to the company for a limited amount of time that will be outlined in a contract. Maybe you're hired by an agency or directly by the company, uh, but you're not brought on as a permanent employee. So you're not going to receive their full benefits. Um, you're not going to receive all of the perks, but you might receive a slightly higher hourly rate and probably a, an end date for the project and for your time with that company. So that's something to pay attention to when you're out looking for an instructional design job. All that being said, whether you're looking 
to work for a large company with internal learning and development programs or for a vendor providing specific project-based consulting services to a client, you, as an instructional designer, will need to be ready to help close knowledge and performance gaps for an organization. So you'll need to be able to adapt quickly to changes in educational technology and the pace of the learning revolution overall. That is ultimately what you need to be concerned with. In the first episode of the podcast, I asked you to check out Kathy Moore's blog, right? And I hope you bookmarked it because that is a website we're definitely going to be revisiting later in the series. In this episode, I want to tell you about elearningindustry.com. Again, I don't have any sponsorships or anything. I'm just letting you know what I use to help me out as I was getting started. So this isn't a plug. These are sites I actually go to. This is one of the three websites I look at almost every day. And this specific site has articles on lots of aspects of instructional design. But like it says in the name, it focuses on e-learning. They also have a job board and other free resources that can help give you a jumpstart on your career. And this website is going to help you out with the homework I'm about to assign you for this week. This week's homework assignment, I want you to explore and identify three main differences between what an instructional designer does and what an e-learning developer does. You're probably like, whoa, 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 Nyla, what are you talking about? I didn't know those things were different. Well, are they? That's why I need you to go and research it. Let's talk about it next, next episode, okay? All right, go, go check it out. Okay, two down, 1,500 to go. No, I'm just kidding. I do not know how many episodes this is about to have. But in this episode, what I did for you is I broke down the different types of instructional designers there are and what they might be expected to do. I want to thank you for listening to I'm New Here. If you like the show and you want to know more, check out NylaLXD.com backslash I'm New Here or just go to NylaLXD.com. There's a link from the homepage. I have show notes for you there, links to everything I talked about in the episode and more. And if you want, please review us on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love some feedback on what you'd like to see out of the show. I love feedback, good or bad. I accept it all. If you want to send me an email, you can send that to thenewhereshow at gmail.com. I'm all over socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as Nyla LXD. I'm on LinkedIn too. Just search my name. Go on and listen to episode three if you've still got it in you. Shout out to all my power listeners who listen to all three episodes in one sitting. I'll see you over there in episode three. 